Hello and welcome to another episode of the Philosophy Guy podcast. The Philosophy Guy here. So today's episode, I'm hitting you with some some more slightly different content. I know I feel like I'm doing this quite often, but I just like to try some things out, but also still kind of keep it within that main message of kind of just making philosophy applicable to your everyday life. So however, part of this is not only connecting philosophy to pop culture entertainment, but also everyday life in general. So now I'm I'm also not trying to turn this podcast into some sort of like self-helpy style podcast that essentially only covers, you know, like stoicism is the typical philosophical school of thought that self-help, you know, podcasts, books, blogs, all that goody goody stuff. That's what they like to cover. But I want to go deeper than that. Show you that my show you that many philosophical ideas are important to understand and they're also fun to learn about to kind of to to help us think about the world, our place in it and what the hell we want to do here, right? So t- in today's episode, I'm going to hit on some stoicism as but but apply it to how it can improve our political discourse and dialogue. So at a later date, I'll go into my criticisms of stoicism, and those will actually probably be on my uh, Patreon page because that's that'll be a more in depth episode where I take an even deeper dive on things. This is the the Patreon page. I take a deeper dive on things in the bonus feed, and it's meant to be more of a course, but not organized like a course, I guess play my sporadic self, but it's more of a, a journey with me into fun and interesting ideas where we can have a discussion as well. And it's a journey in the sense that I'm not an expert. It's more of like take a journey with while I contemplate thoughts and we can have a discussion. We can we can basically as a community contemplate these thoughts and have these discussions together to kind of have a dialogue essentially. Uh, plus by climbing aboard, that sounded... That sounded cheesy, but fuck it. <laughs> yeah, but by climbing aboard, you can not only have more content, but help support the show as well. So it's kind of like a it's a mutual exchange, I guess you could say. But anyway, let's try to consider some stoicism to help improve the, the toxic political climate we are facing. Not only here, but in many places across the world. Unfortunately, it seems to be a growing trend of this toxic political discourse. Thus, I just hit another motivation for my podcast. Anyway, what's the state of our political discourse? Emotional, irrational, tribal, toxic. None of these adjectives bode well for cultivating a healthy political culture and discourse. We now live in a political culture filled with name-calling, insults, threats, with everyone having their favorite echo chamber to scurry to when their worldview is challenged finding these dark holes all throughout the interwebs. These ego, these echo chambers, they give everyone the perception that they hold the truth to all of our problems. All of our problems are just held in this political ideology. But let me tell you one thing none of us do. That is the one thing I know. I don't know a lot of things, but that is one thing I do understand about politics. We don't have all the answers. The Politics isn't this this obvious realm of understanding. It's not this obvious truth that is just right in front of us. So let's be willing to discuss these political viewpoints with friends and family and even just acquaintances you meet, acquaintances you meet at a bar. I've had various bar discussions. They don't always go well, but maybe, maybe these, these lessons can, 
can help us with that, right? A toxic political discourse is devastating if you are trying to uphold the pillars of democracy. That's assuming you want to uphold the pillars of democracy. But if you don't, let's have a discussion about why you don't, right? <laughs> so what happened to the time period of political discourse with, with mutual respect? And maybe, maybe you'll say that we never really had it. That's fine. But maybe we should have it, right? So fortunately for us, in this case, ideas over 2,000 years old from Stoic philosophers can help teach us to calm our minds, clear our heads, and begin a path to rationalism again, hopefully, ideally. By utilizing these lessons, we can kind of help tear down political toxicity, then reopen ourselves and society to rational political discourse. Hopefully, ideally, right? So a side note, the, the little practical purposes and quotes to consider or what I enjoy about Stoicism. Now, once once you go deeper and dig deeper into Stoicism, that's when the contradictions and problems occur. But that's for another day. So, first off, as long as you live, keep learning how to live. The wise words of Seneca. So basically, I take this as, go through life as a student. Treat every person or ideas as a potential teacher to learn from. Even an idea or person you disagree with can teach you valuable, those valuable golden nuggets of knowledge. Just be, we, we just have to be willing to absorb that information. To me, humility is the key to going through life ready to learn, right? Number two, if you are pained by an external thing, it is not this thing that disturbs you, but your own judgment about it. And it is in your power to wipe it out, wipe out this judgment now. The words of Marcus Aurelius. See, counterpolitical positions are not the cause of our disturbance. What Marcus Aurelius is saying, it's it's your judgment of those viewpoints. This this accomplishes nothing in a dialogue of ideas. See, we should consider wiping away our immediate judgments. Not only will, will better political discourse take place, but it can also save us from unnecessary anger and anxiety. You know, damn, maybe, maybe if we listen, we can not only learn something, but latch onto a point to not maybe address and connect to our own ideas. And in that way, you can either better address it or alter your viewpoints to kind of better improve upon your, your worldview. Number three. The nearer a man comes to a calm mind, the closer he is to strength. This is the words of Marcus Aurelius once again. And I also will say, I want to, I want to include this. Because although I, I do like some of the quotes that Stoicism provides, Marcus Aurelius is one that I find interesting. Because his little book that everyone likes to read, his meditations, they are a very interesting read. And they are, I think, helpful to people. And it's a good way to connect philosophy to everyday life. However, I, I think Marcus Aurelius himself needed to take his own advice of his own words because he is known for, uh, he did slaughter Christians and slaughter people and they disagreed with him at times. So I just want to put that side note. I don't know if I should have said that because it kind of contaminates what he says. But the point is, like this is kind of my, part of my criticism of Stoicism that we can go into at a later date. But, like, but the quotes are very, they can be inspiring. And, and, you know, if the quotes do something for you, and if they, they get you to, to motivate it, get you to think about something in a way, it's kind of that idea of, of being open to learn something from these various ideas, even if you disagree with certain foundational pieces of the school of thought. And that's kind of what I'm trying to connect here is, hey, look, at I'm using stoicism, something I don't entirely agree with, 
but it, it can be helpful in under in applying to your everyday life. And that's why I don't criticize people or even people that promote the use of stoicism and, you know, like the daily stoic and all that stuff. I think they can be beneficial and helpful and I and I don't see a reason to to go like criticize it for for basically not having a good reason to criticize it, right? But anyway, I'll just repeat that quote because I went on a side tangent. I plan it going on. But the nearer a man comes to a calm mind, the closer he is to strength. Marcus Aurelius. See, a major pillar of stoicism is not allowing yourself to be enslaved by your emotions. See, Aurelius argued that allowing your mind to emotionally react to the opposition is a sign of weakness. By allowing yourself to be overcome by emotion, this is to allow yourself to surrender your reason. See, these emotional reactions are the destructive pillars of our toxic political environment. A display of anger at the ideas of your political opposition not only does nothing to address the flaws of their stances, but it demonstrates a lack of reason and understanding of your own. That's what it really is trying to say. See, violence and intimidation will accomplish nothing for dialogue. A calm mind is the only method of thinking for progress. Number four. We should always be asking ourselves, is this something that is or is not in my control? Epictetus. Okay, so part of where our political toxicity stems from is our false belief that we can force someone to hold our political positions. This is one I myself have to remind myself of. You see, it's very difficult to change someone's mind, especially when it comes to political positions. See, this is a problem in, in debate in general. I've come to learn that, that good results is when you, when you can get the person you are having a dialogue with to question their viewpoint. You see, then it, then it might motivate them to seek out that alternative information that you want them to seek out or that, that alternative information you want them to accept. See, then just maybe they will change your mind. We have to allow others to come to our positions themselves. They have to reason it to themselves. What we can control, first, we could stay calm in our conversations, listen and digest the opposing words. Second, stay open-minded. At the very least, this will allow you to better understand opposing positions to then learn how to address those points. So essentially what when I think I, how how I interpret this quote to apply to po- the political discourse is stop trying to change a person's view focus on what you can control only then can you get someone to question their positions Moving on to number 5 those who receive the bare theories immediately want to spew them as an upset stomach does its food First, digest your theories and you won't throw them up. Otherwise, they will be raw, spoiled, and not nourishing. After you've digested them, show us the changes in your reason choices. Just like the shoulders of a gymnast display their diet and training, and as the craft of artisans show in what they've learned. The wise words of Epictetus again here. See, this helps break down the root of our Political environment, in a sense. Everyone is trying to create this persona of being the enlightened political person. See, we go and read political theories from our our favorite talking heads and immediately want to throw them back up, spewing, repeating that opinion that's all over social media, right? 
trying to appear as a woke friend, secretly giving ourselves this this nice stroke of the ego as we spew out our our you know regurgitated opinions on social media. So we need to stop acting knowledgeable, instead be knowledgeable. That's what I'm attempting to do with this podcast in a sense. Force myself to flesh out my ideas better. Also, I still need to to take my own advice. I too occasionally get into into arguments on Twitter, which you may know if you are following me and and sometimes they're they are you know, they're good structure and they're and they're beneficial. But other times it digresses into toxic political discourse that I'm discussing. But essentially what I'm trying to say, and I need to remind myself as well, is we should try to be enlightened and not pretend to be enlightened. Moving on to number six. We have two ears and one mouth so that we can listen twice as much as we speak. Once again, Epictetus with some wise words. Essentially, it's what it's saying in my my eyes is consume, consume, consume. Learn as much as you can before putting your ideas forward. See, today's information climate has brought us this endless echo chambers for all of us to run to. A place to stroke our intellectual ego while doing nothing to broaden our perspectives. See, we should step back and open ourselves up to a broad range of arguments and perspectives. Take back the mindset of continually taking in knowledge and ideas. See, by allowing ourselves to listen to many opinions, ideas, and perspectives before forming our own, we can not only create a better discourse, but work to end this this toxic political tribalism we see today. And last but not least, number seven, if you judge, investigate. These are the words of Seneca. So, and this is important today's internet age especially. Today we have social media, right? It's, it's created this digital format of news, which has thus consequently created this constant news cycle. And an internet riddled with clickbait headlines, making the consumption of int- information constant and easily accessed at all times. See, this also causes many to jump to conclusion and media outlets to put out poorly researched information. And this is where, you know, you have Trump constantly saying fake news, even when some things are not fake news, right? But unfortunately, this constant information access seems to make everyone instant experts after reading a couple quick takes and headlines. But if you read those couple of quick takes and headlines from people that haven't re- well researched the information themselves, it's really not a good quick take or a good headline to go off of. And also, you know, word of advice, you probably should never go off of purely headlines because the idea of a clickbait is to get you to click on the article because the headline isn't directly correlated with the actual content of the article. But people form, they tend to form nowadays a strong opinion of someone or something before they fully grasp the facts, details, and story. See, Seneca is teaching us to, to work to fully understand your opinion and the information before forming a strongly held belief. See, forming your your stances on current affairs after reading a couple of headlines and then sharing on social media as though you... You've researched it for hours upon hours upon hours. This does more harm than good. You're actually perpetuating the problem of spreading false information. What's in it? And, and like I said, in all of these, I'm not a saint at it as well. But I think these words can help remind us of some possibly good best practices to operate on moving forward. So taking a step back and investigate if you truly want to understand the issues. That's the point. 
hopefully this can help put trust in our in our consumption of media information and help put trust back in media in general across the board but anyway that concludes this episode uh if you enjoyed please subscribe rate and review let me know your thoughts uh you can let me know your thoughts on twitter you know share on twitter share with your friends family help support the podcast yada 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 but anyway thanks for listening and tune in next time